Welcome back, guys. Real Bearded News with Miriam and Sean. <laughs> this is super dry. Welcome back. Hooray. Um, we're doing something a little bit different this week. Wow. Um, because Sharon forgot to watch Mario. And so we're going to talk about something else this week. <laughs> I'm old. I'm sorry. I specifically made so much time in my week to watch Mario just for today. Did you go to the theaters and watch it? Yeah. Yeah? Did you take Jackson? Yeah. Nice. Did my, you guys enjoy it? The rest of my family didn't want to watch it, so I just watched it with fair. him. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah. I mean, it was good. It was. I gave it, like, maybe a five, though. It was, like, I didn't hate it. Out of five? But out of ten. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, five out of ten. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It was, like... It was a fun movie, and yeah. I think it did its purpose, but you could clearly tell that Jack Black was having so much fun, and everybody else was just kind of like, okay, Man. yeah. Fair. So, it's like, I wanted there to be more excitement from the actors that we didn't get, uh -huh. but like, the story was fun, it was wrapped up nicely, like, it was good. I didn't play a lot of Mario growing up, but I like, Should went and I enjoyed it, but my fiance had like, played Mario a lot growing up, so like... It was, in some ways, nostalgic for him, but like they didn't really draw on the nostalgia. Interesting. Anyway, we're not discussing Mario yeah, this no. week, but there you go. <laughs> we will be discussing Mario next week. Yes. I promise. Uh, and like we do have like a lot of movies that we have to watch. Mm -hmm. There is, yeah. Some movies that you've watched ahead of me, some movies that I've watched 10 ahead of you exactly. at this point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we do have a really nice schedule coming through. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. It's nice to be back on a schedule, kind of back in a roll. Yeah, for I real. do like it. But um, let's see. I watched Fast 10. Mm-hmm. You guys seen the Instagram post? You kind of know my opinions about it. <laughs> They're not bad. It's just different, you know? Yeah. So there's that. I've watched uh, Mother, The Mother, excuse me, mm -hmm. with Jennifer No. Wow. Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez. Lopez. Jennifer, nope, don't go watch that, <laughs> Lopez. Uh, watch that. Um, and yeah. There was a couple of other movies in between here and there, but that's going to be fun. It's going to mm -hmm. be fun. Yeah. To, you're going to like uh, The Mother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to like it so much. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. That should be next. Um, <laughs> but today, we're switching it up just a little bit because you know what? We don't just talk about movies sometimes. We also talk about like other things that are important about movies because we don't just review them. We also make them. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, hey, Sharon messed up. So what should we do? And we were like, let's talk about what it takes to make a video. Whether that's a podcast or a movie or a short like we did with Scream, which was mm -hmm. fun. Um, but it takes a lot. Yeah, it does. So what does it take? Um, it takes a lot. Um, Perfect. <laughs> and that's it. Thanks for joining us Thanks this for week. Joining. <laughs> no. Um, it takes a lot. Um, I think, it. well, it takes scheduling. It takes like... Uh, pre-planning of shots it takes um like even like just even the smallest things of like wardrobe and also telling your actors what time to show up and um like stuff like that we got our ghost face costume from a super cool place in provo yep um and there's a, a script that has to be written there's editing that has to be done afterwards there's a, a bunch of stuff to do so there yeah. is and let's just throw a plug in real quick if you need any costuming tailor made in Provo, Utah has you covered. They are cheap, but the quality of the costumes are not, mm -hmm. and they're fun to wear. 
now the knife I got it myself, but yeah. Taylor made Provo, Utah guys go to them. Yes. And they're um, super nice too. They are nice. I they're love awesome. every, I've met the owner. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in there once, uh, I think when we were filming dimensions, mm-hmm. uh, it was for dimensions cause we needed a ball cap for Voldemort. Oh yeah. 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 And while I'm in there, the owner's there. I don't know. He's the owner. He's been talking to me the entire time. I'm nice to everybody, right? And he's like, hey, I like your beard. Like, what do you do for it? And I'm like, well, I do this, this, and then the third. He's like, cool. Well, me and my brother, we've made this product. And I was like, oh, cool. He's like, do you, is there any scents that you like in particular? I was like, I love the whiskey tobacco scent. That mm-hmm. is my favorite scent for like beard balm and beard oil. He's like, oh, forget these. He takes back the ones that he just gave me. He's like, forget about these. He grabs two other ones and he's like, try this. One of them is a rum and the other one was uh, tobacco. He's like, try these. And then he tells um, our friend, Megan, he's like, don't charge them on the house. No way. And he's like, let me know what you thought about these. And I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, dude, don't worry about it. Uh, I was also buying a Captain America shield that day. Ah, nice. And so, which is the one one in there. there. (laughs) Um, And so I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, dude. Like, I'm the owner of the place. I was like, would have never known. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm Taylor. I was like, shut the front door. No way. And so, yeah, um, I had just bought a bomb from the beard mustachery or the mustachery in the Oromal. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, yeah, that's my brother. Like, I we own that shop, too. No way. And I was like, that is crazy. He's like, yeah, dude. So like here in Mexico. So I got a shampoo and conditioner from there and they're really good conditioner yeah so that's really awesome so tailor made go for it for your beard needs for your costuming needs your wig needs if you need a haircut <laughs> they do have a a salon there as well do they actually yeah no they way. have a hairstylist there that will do your trimming and will do your color and stuff that's legit dude it, it's really cool i knew they had like a harry potter corner in the back with like something else back there is that, yeah. is that where the no. salon is so the salon is off to so you walk into the store there in the center is the uh, registers. Yeah. You walk a little past that on the left-hand side. They have the little salon there. Oh, huh. Yeah, wow. you could be like, I want a Marilyn Monroe, and they'll Marilyn Monroe you. Nice. It's really nice. And That's the dude cool. is really skillful, too. Like, I've seen stuff when he's in there. He's really good with the scissors. Nice. So, if you ever need a haircut, go there. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. It takes a lot. It mm-hmm. takes a lot of planning, costuming. It takes... A lot of scheduling. Yeah. A lot of scheduling. Mm-hmm. So our smaller project was Scream. Yeah. That was, we shot it in one day. Talk about that real quick. Scream. Yeah. Talk about Scream because it is the smaller project and we'll go up from like Scream, Dimensions, Ghost of Her, mm-hmm. uh, even a few projects in between there. Yeah. Yeah. But like Scream was smaller. How many hours it took to do that though? I think we were like on set for maybe four or five, yeah, I think. And the whole s- skit was like a minute and 30 seconds maybe, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, because we came and um, my sister was Ghostface, which is why it says you can't trust family. Um, and she, we got her in the costume and stuff. And then we like did a lot of running through everything before we shot it because we had to like uh, script and like choreograph that like whole chase scene and everything and um so that took some time probably like an hour just to like get everything looking how we wanted to for like the beginning and the chase scene and like the stabbing and everything um and then we also got 
um, you had gotten a new piece of equipment that yeah. we had never used before. Yeah, our slider. Yeah, which was super cool. It's it has it's that really cool shot where I'm sitting here at the at the table and it like kind of goes canted, crooked. Yeah. So, but yeah, so we got to use a new piece of equipment, which also took some time to set up, which is totally a thing that happens on set. Like, even though like you're super skilled, have a bunch of experience and stuff, like learning new equipment takes time. Setting up equipment takes time. It never goes as you planned it uh-huh. because using the slider was planned. That's why I got it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I couldn't find the Allen wrench that it was meant for. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Um, I couldn't find my set of Allen wrenches. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, you should have a toolkit. Yeah. Allen wrenches are your best friend. They're mm-hmm. the L-shaped ones. If you don't know what an Allen wrench is, wow. That mm-hmm. thing, everything uses it. Like, yeah. Because almost every single thing has like a hex. Um, hex shape. Yeah, hex shape bolt. on a bolt or yeah. screw, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I couldn't find that. Mm-hmm. And so then it was like, okay, cool. I had to take time to look for that. Um and then on top of that, the slider wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't connected to my phone initially. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. So continue. Yeah. But it ended up looking super cool. Um, but yeah. And so we did all of that. And then also um, my sister had seen a bit of Scream stuff, but we were like trying to catch her up and like explain to her how we wanted it to look. So like working with actors takes time. Um, and then uh, like the actual shooting you don't get everything on the first shot. So you take like two or three or four or however many times it takes. I think we ran through the kitchen probably like eight to 10 times. And that's honestly not a whole lot because we were like on a schedule and we're like, we got to get to the stabbing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so like that takes time. You did your cardio workout that day. I did. I was out of breath (laughs) for a lot of it. (laughs) Um, And then we, even just the walking from like, in from the door and stuff. We did it a couple different ways. And yeah. so that's also how it is when you have like the director wants it a couple ways. So you were directing this. And so it was like, okay, let's walk in this way. Let's walk in this way, you yeah. know? And so it takes a little bit of time and everything. And so, yeah. And there's also like setting up mics and setting up lights and everything. Cause we had lights shining on everybody and bouncing so. off of walls and yeah, everything, which exactly. is my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Bounce it off a wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it does take, it also takes patience. And I think yeah. that's like the biggest thing because at least for us, a lot of the people that we tend to work with are not professional actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it becomes helpful when you're not working with professional actors because you get to mold them the way that you want them for that shoot. Um, and so with Emma, uh, we were like, hey, so the initial plan was to stab you in the leg. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and I think the first time that she tried going for it, she was just too slow and then when she sped it up, when she actually was able to catch it, she still missed your leg, but she flipped over. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I like the idea of you flipping over because it makes it more scream-like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's just go with that. So even at that moment, sometimes you just got to go with what you are seeing. And mm-hmm. you have to, like, ask the director, you got to make that call of, like, okay, clearly I'm not getting this specific thing that I have in my mind. However, something else popped up. So let's just go with that and let's see if we could capitalize on this instead of focusing on what I want. Yeah. So you have to be a little more flexible. Obviously, as you're going up in production value and just production period, um, 
sometimes you don't get to do that because sometimes it's not your call. Mm -hmm. You're just a director. You still have a producer that's telling you, no, this is what we want and this is what we want to see. Or that's cute that you did that, but we're not going to put it in. Yeah. And then this is how like you've heard many movies that are like, oh, um, there was so much meddling from the production company. And so that's why the movie's garbage, right? (laughs) We've seen so many of that happen. Uh So um, the other part is let's talk about lighting. Mm hmm. We filmed in my house. Yeah. Slash office. Mm-hmm. And so my house is pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah. And we were running around the house. So how do you plan for that? How do you plan for making lighting work? Yeah. Um, it really just depends on the place that you're in. So, for example, when we shot here, it was like we had to cover all of the windows because any sort of light peeking out is like extra, extra bright on camera. And then... We also had um, lights with stands that we have that we can use out like in the living room area in the kitchen. And so we always pack lights and we also use uh, bounces, which are like the things that look like tinfoil that people will use to bounce light around. Um, And so usually we'll have like lights on both sides of the camera. So we're getting a pretty even lighting around. And then you like to bounce them off the ceiling or off the walls because it it gives it like less shadow a little bit of a softer light um and stuff like that um when we were filming in here luckily we already have the lights that we have in here for podcasting there's a light up there and Uh then there's a light over here that again not shining directly on us yeah they're actually bouncing so there's if you guys notice on the main camera they're by the john wick uh popcorn thingamajigger uh it's like super right there or at least it should be i don't know i don't know how it looks right now on on camera um (laughs) But it's because it's bouncing off of that and it's hitting my face mm-hmm. from there. And then for you, I'm bouncing it off that wall. Yeah, yeah. And it hits you. But yet I still have like the flag a little more open mm-hmm. so you can still get it. So we still have good shadows mm-hmm. and then we're still lit. Yeah. So I enjoy yeah. that. But it also doesn't make us look like raccoons. Yeah. Because sometimes if you shine directly on or if it's, if it's like from above, yeah. then your eyebrows and stuff are going to shade under your yeah. eyes. And then you look like... And you and I like wearing sleep. hats. That's true. So yeah. we tend to shade our eyes a lot from yeah, it, yeah. but we still have that glint of light that we. L- cinematographers love having a little bit of light in the eye uh-huh. to show that you're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> because otherwise, it just makes it really weird. Yeah, which you can totally see in your eyes right yeah. now, which is and yours what too. needs to be done. So, oh gosh. <laughs> Calm down, KKZ. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, lights are super important. Um. Uh, scheduling is also important. Um, but I think that's something that we can get into more with like bigger, longer projects yeah. because there's so much to shoot and it's multiple days of shooting. But since Scream was just the one day, we were like, okay, we need to get like these shots. And then also my sister had like, she had to get to work so she couldn't be there like all day long. So we had to make sure we were, we were getting the shots that we wanted. So we had to make sure that anything with Ghostface in it was done right? so that she could go. Yep. Yeah. That was like... W- the first things that we shot. Mm-hmm. And then we basically finished after that, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was nice because you and I... And here's the other thing. Working with people that you know, probably the best thing that you could do. Most of the time, you don't go to business with friends. Mm-hmm. However, for us, y- you know how I direct. I know how you direct. Mm-hmm. We could assist each other without any issues. Yeah. You're very good at asking questions. I'm very good at like looking at things and just questioning the decisions that have been made sometimes as when you're directing was like hey so it looks like this is this what you're going for and then 
I tend to refer other projects, like other movies. Mm-hmm. It's like, so this is how it's going to look if you go this way. And you're like, that's not what I want. Or no, that's what I'm going for. Like, that's the mood. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. And we just move on from that, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times you don't have that with directors and assistant directors or directors and actors mm-hmm. um, just because there's an issue with communication there. Yeah. We have not had that problem. We had it when we started. Yeah, yeah. But we quickly, and I think we started in a project that wasn't yours or mine, and so there was an issue there. Mm-hmm. And then once we learned how we communicate, it was like, oh, this is like fucking Rainbow Road. This is fine. Like, yeah, we're yeah. good. Yeah, and I think that's also a super important point to bring up, that you have good communication with your crew. Because um, when we did Dimensions, which we'll talk about a little bit, or like a little bit later, but... Um, that was my first time directing mm-hmm. and you were um, doing a lot of the camera work and everything. And it was super helpful because even just like that that project that we worked on together, that was the first time that we really worked together as like director and like DP you were, and yeah, AD. You, yeah, and you were kind of like my assistant director. I had an assistant director, yeah. but you, I just had you as like my second eye on things. And it was like after a couple of, times that we were shooting and stuff it was like we sat down and we're like okay what's working what's not working what can we do in the future and stuff like that and so when I'm directing it goes a little bit different when you're directing it's a little different because you like to be communicated with in one way and then I like other ways so like when I would work with my actors I'd be like okay if you have a suggestion talk to me just so it's not like confusing for the actors but then when I work with you often I'll just be like give a suggestion or something and then you tell the actors what you're wanting yeah so and again it just depends on how you like to communicate mm-hmm. um i like obviously when there's like the good thing about us working together which i really enjoy is that i get to focus with the camera a mm-hmm. lot of the times you just deal with whatever's happening mm-hmm. and if you have to get me involved you get me involved or if there's like some doubt you're like hey so this is what i said mm-hmm. what do you think and i'm like whatever or no (laughs) that's just going to be worse Uh and sometimes like even when i do say that and it still happens i'm like oh it wasn't as bad as i thought Mm -hmm. right so i think part of that communication is being able to be willing to be humble Mm -hmm. right not thinking that you're absolutely correct yeah you have the absolute power for stuff because you are working with other people and it is important to get their you know their opinions their thoughts because especially when you're not paying them Mm -hmm. which we're going to get into especially when you're not paying them or you're trying to pay them or you pay them really low. Like it is important for, Hey, you want to do it this way? It's not going to hurt to try. Yes. It's not my vision, but it's not hurt. It doesn't hurt anyone. Right. Yeah. That's a really great point to make. And so to conclude scream, the project of scream four or five hours, Mm -hmm. uh, we ran, I think you ran Mm -hmm. because initially I was going to run and I did run with, uh, we pre-visited it with the iPhone. Yeah. How everything was going to look. Um, even at that, we didn't storyboard it. Yeah. That was like we completely scrapped the storyboard idea, but we went with the previs, which uh-huh. kind of took over that. Um, and then from the previs, what it was supposed to be shot, we still dropped shots from there mm-hmm. because of time constraints and everything else. Yeah. Then we ran through it. We adjusted again, even after the previs. Mm-hmm. And then we added audio to it. And then the editing process. So we're going to conclude with editing Scream. Mm-hmm. I edited some. You edited some. Um, how is the editing process for you? Yeah. With something that small, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when I got onto the project, you had already kind of cut together like the rough edit. So without like uh, the sound and other stuff like that. Um, but I got all the shots together and I made sure that the cuts made sense. And a couple of places I trimmed or made longer so that it felt more natural when the viewer was watching it. And then um, for the stabbing and stuff, because we it we didn't actually stab, so you have to like time it in such a way that it looks real. And so we had shots of Emma stabbing me, but there was actually no blood because it was just from her angle up. And then we did individual shots of each like stab wound mm -hmm. of all the blood. So we had I had to line those up in such a way that it made sense um, because it's done in such different pieces. And so actually making a story out of it, making sure it looks good. Um, and then also you found a really cool program where you could do the coloring of everything. Yeah. And so you did the first overlay of color, which you can talk about more. Um, but then there were like specific scenes that maybe had different lighting. So I altered that so that everything looked like even. Yeah. And it didn't like wig out your eyes when you're like, why does that look like they're in like a sunny place and then it's dark right. again, you know? Um, and stuff like that. So I made sure everything looked evened out. And then like the biggest thing for shooting and or editing stuff is adding music. Because without it, I don't know if you've seen like the Star Wars scene where they take the like music out of the like metal ceremony. It's hilarious. You should oh, look it up. No, that makes me uncomfortable just <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> exactly. Because the music is what like makes you feel something a yeah. lot of the time. And so... Um, before it just was like <laughs> and like the step like everybody's feet and yeah. stuff and so you need like the music in there so it doesn't feel awkward right <laughs> um and so i listened through a lot of music and a lot of music and i even took your dog for a walk because i'd listened to so much music that <laughs> nothing was making sense anymore um and then i eventually did find one that i really liked and i added it to the to the back of the scene there's also one shot where we'd use this new camera and it makes like a me oh, yeah, yeah. sound and it even was like picking up on the mics. So I had to take out the sound and add like almost like folly effects, which are just like sound effects, which yeah. folly is like when you do it yourself, but yeah, but just sound effects so that I wasn't hearing like the, the me sound. The, the motor of the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I had to add like a couple sound effects so it didn't look like awkward. Yeah. Um, but then, you went back through and watched it because I, I hadn't put music at the beginning because I was like, do we want it to feel kind of right. like that awkward, like, I'm just coming into the studio. We don't have music going on in our lives like all the time. Yeah. But you went back through and watched it and you added music, which I think totally helped. And yeah. it made it feel like without the music, it was kind of awkward. And I was kind of going for that. But once the music was added, I was like, okay, that's even better. It just makes more sense. Yeah. It's a lot more fun. Um and then also at the very end, I added the screams, like yep. the scream uh, title, title card. card yeah. And so, and I also watched uh, quite a few of the like scream title cards. And it's always like, for some reason, they always have thunder. <laughs> I don't know why, but they do. Um, and then there's usually a scream and then there's the knife cut sound. And so I found all those sound effects and I layered them together and like made sure the slice was on the flash and everything like that so it took a couple of layerings of sounds to get it to what we wanted and it then gives you that 
scream vibe at the yeah. end. And so. I really liked it. And I know a lot of people really did like it too. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. But it it how many times did you watch the same edit over and over again just to get something out of it? So many times. Right. Yeah. I, I was here and I sat down, I think probably at like 11 and I didn't leave till like probably five or six. Wow. So, and like I did take your dog for a walk and stuff too, which added probably about an hour, but like a lot of it is listening to music, trying to figure out what looks good and rewatching it to make sure everything looks even and like making yeah. sure the color looks good. So, but this is just a company between two people. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so it takes a lot more. Yeah. I also didn't say like, Hey, this is the type of music that, cause mm-hmm. a lot of times you will get that in yeah. a bigger environment. You do get notes of like, this is what I want here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do the same thing when I'm editing something, especially if it's something that I'm editing on my own. I watch the same edit over and over that you end up memorizing stuff. Yeah, totally. And so there's a good and a bad thing about that because now you're too close to the project. Mm-hmm. So you tend to miss something, right? And then the other thing is you thinking about it so much that you're able to find out exactly what it was that you were missing. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I watched the project. Like you sent it to me. I was in Texas. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, this looks great. And I was like, but something's missing. And it mm-hmm. kept playing over and over again. And then I started listening to music, and I'm like, that's what it is. But what do I want? Something mm-hmm. that introduces Scream, right? And so uh, Red Right Hand is a song from Scream. So I was like, oh, let me see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. And it was just perfect. It was, yeah. And I was like, this is what it was missing. Not a problem at all. Waited until I got back added it done right mm-hmm. and it was great yeah that was easy in comparison yeah <laughs> now let's talk about freezing our toes off with dimensions oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> still to be released yes we were I, I was actually reached out and it was like hey when is it coming out it's like soon <laughs> the full edit is done we just want it to look a little prettier yeah yeah so let's talk about dimensions yeah um what were some of the challenges from dimensions oh there's kind of a long list but it was <laughs> so much fun um that was the first time i'd ever directed um i had re- I, when i first met you i was like i've never directed but it'd be, it'd be fun right and you're like you want to direct something <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so it was just my first time the first time we had worked together so we were kind of like ironing out the kinks of like how we like to communicate yeah kind of what we like on set and like the differences that we had and also the similarities. Um, we, I worked with actors I'd never worked with before. Um, we also filmed a lot of it outside and in the winter, in the winter, <laughs> in Utah, in the mountains. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the first day that we shot dimensions, I think it was February. It was the first week of February uh-huh. and we were like, Oh, like, we'll shoot up in the mountains. It looks really cool. We'd shot stuff there with other films that we were with, and we're like, oh, such a cool location. And we had tried to get into other locations. That was another challenge. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so finding locations was pretty difficult, especially because we were a $0 budget. Like, we didn't have money to be, like, renting locations and stuff, so we just tried to find things we could do for free or, like, we shot at one of my friend's houses, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so locations were a bit of a a bit of a struggle. Yeah. Um, but we, we worked with amazing actors. They were really awesome, especially that they were willing to work for free and on their weekends and stuff. And they were a lot of fun to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, we, 
I'm trying to think of other things that we did. Um, uh, so locations were yeah an opportunity definitely that we learned from. Mm-hmm. Um, the weather. Yeah. Oh, the weather too. Yeah. The weather was great. We did learn that you cannot shoot at DI anymore because oh, yeah. of Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, because Napoleon Dynamite had gone in there and filmed a bunch of stuff in DI without asking. Yeah. And had put like their logo in there and everything, and we had we shot at a film at a field right next to a mm-hmm. like DI, which if you're not in Utah, it's like a thrift store. Um, and like they had the manager come out and he's like, "Uh, it's okay if you shoot here, just please don't get our sign in anything. Like, do not put yep. Deseret Industries anywhere." And so we had to be really careful about how we filmed and everything to make sure we didn't put their sign in it. Because they were super cool that we were filming there. Yeah. But they're like... And we were... Not only were we filming like across, but we were... Our like staging area was the parking lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they were super nice about it. Yeah, they were super cool. So and that is another thing that you realize once you start filming. It's like a lot of people are actually just super cool about it. They're like, oh, no way. And like they ask about it and are super excited for you. And they're like, yeah, as long as you do these simple things... We're cool. Yeah. We're cool. You're cool. Follow our <laughs> rules and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Dimensions was definitely the the film that it was done with a purpose too, right? Yeah. Like Dimensions was meant to kind of, because I already had a plan to film a different movie, mm-hmm. which developed to be called The Ghost of Her. Um, and so like I wanted to see how everybody worked with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dakota is in both projects kaylin's in both projects dylan's in both projects uh brooklyn's in both projects i forgot she she played um bellatrix yeah she played a really good bellatrix she's awesome yeah it was well um but here's the crazy part so locations right Mm -hmm. um i started casting and looking for or scouting for locations since like august Mm mm-hmm of the previous year so 2021 i think yeah yeah so we filmed in In august 2022 and you were looking in august 2021 august 2021 um and i had actresses already lined up for that Mm -hmm. and i'm looking for this specific location and who became your first ad which was angie Mm -hmm. um she found the location that i wanted Uh, miriam helped me find the location my wife uh angie figured out how to get into the location it wasn't the most legal way. And so I was like, maybe we shouldn't like for this one scene, maybe we should just adjust a little bit. And mm-hmm. there goes back to like adjusting to your plans, like adjusting the plans that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we ended up doing the uh, amphitheater mm-hmm. in Provo Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. Which was cold. It was so cold. It was miserable. Like, er- and here's the thing. We were cold. We were all miserable. Uh, we like i slipped a couple of times yeah and the other thing is the snow was packed in such a way that Uh, if you like stepped wrong it went up to your knees yep and you're like fell through yeah and you were holding like camera equipment (laughs) and like we had our boom guy and he was like falling through the snow and um the most unfortunate thing is that it was all out of focus and (laughs) and we had to go back and we had to do it again yeah but we were smarter when we went back again because we were, which was, and it was better. Yeah, and but we were still cold. Yeah, did we? Because we made a fire. Was that the first or the second time? I um, think, or maybe it was both. But we it were. It was just, the second time. Yeah, we were just so so cold. Yeah, so the second time we made a fire, the second time that we went through, uh, which we were hoping that it was warmer mm-hmm. because it had warmed up in like 
the regular area. Yeah, like in the valley. And then the minute you went up the canyon, it was still freezing. It was still snowy. Yeah. Uh, we got rained on that day the second time yep. around. Uh, so we did build a fire. That second time, I did have... um. I purchased for everybody hand warmers and toe warmers. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know if it was the first time or the second time, but I sent whoever was PA in that day. I was like, just go buy hot chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Just go buy it. That was a necessary pick me up in the middle of the day. Cause <laughs> it like this scene that we were shooting was one of the longer ones in yeah. the script. So we were out there. I think our call time was like 9am Yeah. and we didn't leave till like probably seven. Yeah. And it was just so cold. And there were a couple times where I was like, okay, we're just, if you are not on camera right now, go stand in the sun. Oh, yeah. Because we were shooting in the shade under a bunch of trees. And yep. I was like, the parking lot was in the sun. And I was like. <laughs> and it was so much warmer there. Yes. It was like probably 15, 20 degrees warmer, yeah. honestly, in the sun. And I was like, if you don't need to be in the snow right now, go, go stand in the sun <laughs> or sit in your car, yep. like somewhere that's warmer. Because like we were both like. <laughs> miserable yeah. and i was like i'm gonna it lose toes <laughs> it was rough yeah it was definitely yeah. the roughest time i've ever had on set mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean sometimes locations don't work out yeah and you have to figure out and then sometimes the people that you didn't necessarily audition but that you offered the role to and had accepted sometimes they don't work out because mm -hmm. we had two people drop i think it was mm-hmm and it was frustrating because it was like you knew since august of the previous year mm -hmm. so how many months is that four three august september october, october. november december january february yeah like yeah, six, months. six months six months to let me know that you were dropping out mm -hmm. six months to just you know talk about something um and you chose not to and yeah. so that was frustrating yeah and it's hard to get on them in those situations because we didn't have the money to pay them. It was a sure. passion project. And so it's like hard to get on them for that. But it's like communication is key, especially right. with this, you know. And so we like, just I'm not mad that you them. dropped. Yeah. I'm mad that you didn't tell me you were yeah, dropping. Exactly. I'm mad that I got ghosted. Exactly. You know, because it is a it is a relationship at the end of the day. Like mm -hmm. we all have relationships with each other in a non-sexual way. Ways. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, I respect you. Right. And that's the yeah. other thing. It's a respect thing. I respect you enough to let you know I'm not going to do this. Mm -hmm. Or hey, can we change something up, right? Exactly. Please have the... I also had the respect to offer you a role without auditioning you. Yeah. Knowing that you have issues mm -hmm. uh, or that there's opportunities that need to be worked with uh, with you. And so for you to just blatantly just ignore and ghost, it's just disrespectful. Yeah. And that was the upsetting part. Yeah. Um, which caused us to find a completely new character, which worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Both I think both of the people that replaced the original cast members did work out. Totally. Um were they perfect? No. But did that teach us something about probably looking for people and offering roles to people? I think it did. Yeah. It definitely did. Yeah. And it was actually really nice cuz the people that we found like their communication skills were a lot better. <laughs> Which was actually Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I think I'd rather an over-communicator than a non-communicator. Oh, for sure. So it was just, it was good. And like, it, we did get the opportunity to work with new people. Yeah. Um, and with that comes a lot of different personalities. And so it gave us a lot of things that we learned and had to work with and like became better for it, you yeah. know, so. Um, would I invite those people that replaced back for a second episode? Of course. Oh, yeah. Like they, they did well, mm -hmm. you know, and here's the thing. And we'll talk about for a little bit about passion projects. Mm -hmm. 
when you have something that has zero budget and the only budget that you have is to cover people's lunches or dinners for that day. Um, I covered a lot of people's um, parking when we did go up to the mountain because it is a national park or in something. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the only thing that you have, you know, like you got to be grateful because these people are, it's a freaking Saturday. Yeah. Who the hell wants to give up their Saturday for someone else, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you got to respect that too. You got to respect everything that they do and for you at that point. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. Passion projects. Mm-hmm. What do you think about a passion project? Like, do you think you should get paid for a passion project because it is something that someone is quote unquote passionate about? Or do you think that you can or should do it for free because you believe in the dream? I think going into it, um, being very clear about like that it is a passion project. If like the people that want to work with you, like make sure that they're passionate about it. Cause that's kind of what keeps a passion project going is <laughs> the passion for it. Oh yeah. Um, I think trying to be as considerate as possible to your other actors, crew members, everything, because it is free, free work, um, that you're just as patient and as, and as understanding as you can. Um, and so I think if you're going into the project, knowing it's free and not really expecting anything back, I think that you need to understand, like, there is a chance that you aren't going to get anything for, for this except for the enjoyment of being on set and, like, the camaraderie of being there and everything. Mm-hmm. But I also think if the project and like ends up making money, I think it's really important to give back to those people who gave so much because, like, we spent a lot of hours on set and yeah. a lot of time together, and it was so much fun. And I would still do, like, I would do it for free any day, like... I definitely wouldn't change anything, but for me personally, being in passion projects, like any money that I make, I'm like, I want to give it back to these people that gave me so much because yeah. I super appreciate it, you know? Definitely. And and that's the thing. Like, I know, I know we're speaking from experience mm-hmm. from like pa- uh, projects that have made money and we haven't seen any of that, nor have we've gotten like any type of reward for it Mm -hmm. not even a thank you yeah um which is just amazing right (laughs) um but it there is a certain part where you need to do your due diligence i i remember reading a post like a couple of years ago where it was like if you're going to be filming and you're not paying your actors the least that you could do is pay for their food yes that's yes the very least and that's (laughs) like bare minimum yeah like you're covering food and like a lot of the times when we were filming um we like try covering for people's food and they were like, Oh no, it's fine. And it's like, I don't think you understand how this works. <laughs> like I can't pay you. So if you tell me don't cover my food, I'll take the 10 bucks. I'll give you to the $10 at that point. Cause I'm not covering your food, mm-hmm. but you know, that's again, the least that I could do is cover for your food. Totally. Or if I'm making you drive out for a third time because I fucked up as the director <laughs> or as the DP mm-hmm. or as any one of those, I'll cover your gas. Yeah, totally. It's the least that I could do. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if I'm like, hey, you know what? We're just going to do one more thing. Everyone there that I'm calling for that day, one, you got to be smart about it at that point. right? You got to keep your crew small. Mm-hmm. You got to keep your actor small. And if you can't keep your actor small because you need a lot of them just to get away with it, mm-hmm. you better start covering people's gases. So you start thinking about that. Like, yeah. hey, like, can you come in if I give you 20 bucks, right? Like, I'll give you 20 bucks for gas. 
I know this is annoying. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And you start covering stuff like that. Yeah. Um, again, it's the least that you could do. Yeah. And I think that it also establishes trust between you and your actors and your crew because then it's like they, they appreciate me and they appreciate my time. And they're not just like seeing me as an object that they can just like use on their in their movie. It's right. like they do truly care about you and want to like create something with you, you know, so that there's that trust and and respect, you know. Yeah. So what is one advice um, that you learned from Dimensions that you would give out to people that are probably looking to do their own project today? Yeah. Um, I think, number one, be comfortable with the script because um, Dimensions, you wrote it, but I read it a bunch of times and knew what was going on and stuff. So be comfortable with the script. It'll make you feel more comfortable on set, um, at least for me. It's yeah. like... And everything. And we sat down and had conversations about what you wanted the characters, like what you imagined for them when you wrote it. So then I could help give direction to everybody. And also, um, <laughs> this kind of sounds silly, but sit down and drink water and eat food. <laughs> <laughs> because again, it is a passion project. And so when I was on set, I would forget to eat. I'd forget mm-hmm. to sit down. And so get somebody that'll either tell you to do that or like schedule yourself some breaks because you just get so into it and so excited that in order to have a good time, sit down, <laughs> relax, yeah. even if it's for like five minutes and it'll make the rest of your day feel better and you feel less stressed. <laughs> oh yeah. No migraines. Yes. No migraines because yes. you drank water. Yes. Um, um, yeah. I would say some of the advice that I would say is um, what one that you mentioned earlier is get people who are passionate about it the same as you. Mm-hmm. Every single one of those people there either were passionate about one of the fandoms that we were talking about or the other mm-hmm. or both yeah you know, and they thought it was such a great great idea um get people who you respect at the end of the day and that will respect you back because mm-hmm. there's no point of respecting someone if they're not going to respect you totally it's a moot point at that point you know um and within the same realm of respect respect their time yes so if you're like we're going to start at this hour start at that hour so you they can leave at that projected time mm-hmm. unfortunately sometimes you won't have people that will respect your time it's shit happens you know yeah and it will happen occasionally but as long as you're respecting people's time people will appreciate you a little more yeah um and that's okay even if it's not going to happen all the time where they're disrespecting your time it happens occasionally you shouldn't take it personally either because you don't know what's happening in there in their life and they're doing this for free mm-hmm. so i'm not saying just bend over and take it but be a little more empathetic about situations totally totally um the last one is don't talk shit about people mm-hmm. um the other project that we both have worked on that didn't belong to us um a lot of that was happening um and then they were expecting grandiose results mm-hmm. it's like you can't talk shit about people and expect them to work hard totally doesn't work that way yeah and something that we really try hard to do when we're on set is just have a fun time. Oh yeah. Like enjoy being there and, and like also letting the actors give suggestions too. like not being too tied to like your baby and everything. And so, and like, like honestly, a lot of these actors have been either acting for a while. They've taken classes, stuff like that. And sometimes they'll catch something that I won't notice, like breaking the 180 line or something. We have one of our actors who's like, are you sure you want to put the camera there? <laughs> and we're like, oh yeah, that actually doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> or stuff like that. And um, yeah, just have fun. Yeah. Because again, sets that we've been on, 
sometimes it can get tense or like people are not open to suggestions, but that's something we really try hard to do on our sets. Laugh, have fun when we're just going over stuff and stuff like that. You'll play music and yeah. that really helps. Um, there's a couple of scenes we did in Ghost of Her that were maybe a little bit awkward or a little <laughs> bit like a little intense, but like you always try to make it fun with music or yeah. we'll crack jokes and stuff like that. Oh so. man, there's it's stand up. It's open mic for <laughs> me. Anytime I'm on set, it's like open mic because uh-huh. you know, you like you're like, you have to make it fun. Yeah. All right. This is one of the reasons that you like most of the movies is the ones that you could tell that they're having fun. Exactly. You have to make it fun because they're playing sometimes they're portraying this character that is just like gross, mm-hmm. a gross human. Sometimes that does impact people's psyche, you know, and just make it fun, make them forget that they are they aren't that person, they are someone else, you know. Yeah. And so yeah, you gotta make it fun. Because if you're not having fun, then what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Right? Like, totally. We eventually we would like to get pay to pretend mm-hmm. or to make pretend, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you just why not start doing it now? Yeah. Where you're having fun and people are like, you know who I want to work with? That guy or that girl because they're amazing on set. Mm-hmm. The vibe is just there. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think those are those are my takeaways mm-hmm. from Dimensions. Uh, as far as filming, editing, how was that? You edited this one. Like yeah, it, it was me and then we had another editor. That, yeah. So we had one editor that kind of stitched a lot of stuff together and then I came in and did the rest of the editing. Um, it's interesting. It's the first time I've edited something this long because mm-hmm. I've done a lot of editing just like in my short everyday form, life. Yeah. yeah, short form editing and uh, stuff like that. But... Um, it's really interesting because we also didn't really plan for like in between stuff. So like transitions and things to different scenes. So you kind of have to make that up as you go as well. Um, I think, uh, and uh, you can kind of tell with how I talk that sometimes I'm a little bit scatterbrained, but like, (laughs) so it's like I had to like make myself sit down and like edit a scene and like get that done. And by the time I was touching it and like working on it, it was like, I don't know, six, eight months after the project was done, maybe oh, even yeah. longer. And so at that point, even though I directed it, I was like, I, I, wh- <laughs> what was I going for? <laughs> um, and also I had a lot more experience once I was editing it than when I first directed yep. it. And so there were things that I was seeing. I was like, ah, oh, why didn't I get this one more shot here? Like, I wish I had a shot that said this or things like that. But um, so I tried to sit down and edit top to bottom for a scene because I think there were like 16 scenes or something. Mm-hmm. And, or no, yeah, something like that. It's Anyways, not that long. It doesn't matter, yeah. <laughs> it's like a 30-minute. Yeah. 30-minute. Uh, short. Short, thank you. <laughs> anyway, but um, I would go through and I would um, link up the audio because that's something that's really important um, and make sure everything looked good. And then something that I did on um, one specific scene, a super cool fight scene with... um, Green Arrow and Deathstroke. Thank you. Green Arrow and Deathstroke. Um, I took the project from Premiere Pro, which is where I was editing everything else, and I put it into DaVinci Resolve because that one's specifically for, like, at least I use it for color editing. Yeah. And I edited that because at work I was, like, learning how to do... um, specific color editing and I went through and I color edited that entire scene and then I put it back with everything else and like I was watching through it and I was like oh this is awesome this is so cool and then I got to the fight scene and I was like oh 
that just looks a lot better. It's so <laughs> much like it's, it feels a lot more cinematic. Yeah. While everything else kind of just was kind of flat. Yeah, 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 it was kind of flat. And so I was like, oh, dang. And so like I've had the full edit done for a long time, but I need to take everything. And this make is it why look it hasn't nice. released. Yes. Like the edit is done mm-hmm. thanks to like Sebastian. Sebastian was a, an amazing asset yeah, in editing seriously. that. Um, there were things that he left out that mm-hmm. you were the one that finished. Yeah. Including the, he did some color correction, mm-hmm. but you're doing like the overall color correction again. Yes. Just because you saw what you did with the fight scene. Yeah. Why did we do the fight scene initially? Oh, because you were the one editing that part. Yeah. So the fight scene, like there, so Sebastian got done, I think. We shot nine days, and he had edited, I think, f- five of the nine days. Okay. Just, like, a rough edit, put it all together, just without sound effects, without audio and everything. And then there were a couple other days that, like, had not really been touched. And so those are the ones that I was editing. And um, one of our actors needed the fight scene for his portfolio that he reached out and asked us for. And so I had I went through and made sure it looked really nice for him. And so that's why that one is, like, mm. so finished. And then also, I want to go back through and make everything look seamless. Like, not seamless, but like, like coherent. they all goes together. A coherent edit, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which and makes so, sense. Yeah, and so similar to what the Scream skit was, I went back through. I added sound effects. I added music. I added transitions and stuff like that. And an intro for everything. And like, made sure it ran together as one project. Yeah. And so now what needs to be done is going back. And just color. And coloring. Yeah. And so... I need to sit down and get that done. Yeah. So, and I've had a couple things happen in my life recently where I don't have access to the same resources I did. Yeah. And so that's why it hasn't been done yet. But the edit is done. Right. So I just need like to make it look pretty. Technically, it could be released. Yes. And we could show it. Yes. But I think we're very, we're very prideful <laughs> because like it's our name attached to something yeah. and we do want to continue putting things out. And even though it could be like the beginning of like, look where how we started, yeah, and look to where we're at now, mm-hmm. um, I think we still want it to look good, yeah, you know, to yeah. the point where it's like where we started was a good foundation. It wasn't too weak; it was a pretty solid one. Mm-hmm. And then we moved on to Ghost of Her, and now we moved on to Future Project, and so on and so forth. And there should be an evolution as to what you're doing, right? Yeah, totally. And so, yeah, Dimensions was pretty cool. I, I really think about Miriam editing is that she's really good at choosing music for stuff. <laughs> and it's always like really, like really good. I remember uh, the scene with, with our two actors um, where they're, she just summoned and, and oh, she's like trying yeah. to figure stuff out. Right? Yeah. Like with the book and yeah, everything yeah, yeah. in the room and, yeah. in which we found out you were allergic to coffee grounds that day. Oh yeah. <laughs> I broke out in hives. <laughs> um, but like you added music to that scene and the music that you added was just perfect. Like mm-hmm. it just worked. Oh, thanks. And so it was like, oh, okay, I like this. I like where this is going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, can't wait for you guys to see Dimensions. It should be fun. I don't know if we should just release the entire thing or we should just release it like on TikTok mm-hmm. in parts. Yeah. Which we require more editing. So I don't want to do that. <laughs> maybe uh, we can do it in parts. Well, maybe we should release the whole thing on like YouTube and then yeah. release it in parts on TikTok. On TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. And Instagrams. Um. <laughs> But now let's move on to the bigger one. Mm-hmm. Once again, written by the most amazing writer on the face of the planet. Agreed. So amazing that I make fun of it every single fucking time. <laughs> Who wrote that? <laughs> and again, it's like it's a good way to like make fun of myself. Uh-huh. Uh, also, because I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, seriously, like, 
who wrote that? Like, what the crap? The the amount of times that, like, uh, yesterday I was editing, and there's a part where Kaylin and Dylan are in the office, and Kaylin's just like, go back to work and throws like a piece of paper at him. And he's like, ah, oh, my only fan. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh-huh. And it's like one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I really need to not write shit like that. <laughs> <coughs> it was cringy mm-hmm. at best mm-hmm. terrible dialogue at worst but <laughs> holy crap it's a good time so ghost of her mm-hmm. let's start with lessons what are some of the lessons that you learned from the ghost of her some of the lessons i learned um i did a lot of the scheduling so i learned how to communicate with the actors so you're my ad yes i was okay. uh, yeah i was the assistant director on this one um yeah i learned how to communicate with the actors um, I learned how to be a better assistant director, um, because I've been assistant director on other projects, but the duties that I was given were a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and then also it was nice that you were really good at communicating about what you needed oh, stop it. because, <laughs> cause that's like my job there as an assistant director, just right. be like, what do you need? Okay. I'll do that. I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, like I'm your yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. And so I learned how to make a schedule that worked for as many people as possible because we worked with a lot of different people that lived a lot of different places. Um, I also learned like how important it is to take breaks within the day because other projects that I've been on, we had working lunches, like nobody really like had time to breathe. But mm-hmm. with this one, we were like, you didn't want to rush it, which I think is great. And I'm really glad that we did that. And so even within filming, we would take breaks to all have lunch together, which I think really helped with like just the fun yeah. energy on set and everything. So yeah, yeah, it definitely gave it a different uh, like spirit. Yeah, for lack of better words. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. want to use vibe, but yeah, <laughs> it was it was just different and mm-hmm. it was a lot more wholesome. Uh, it's a whole different story. Hopefully, the message of the movie. Of the of the story comes through, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ghost of Her, you did an amazing job with like scheduling. Uh, you dealt with actor schedules. You dealt with costuming. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember. I don't know if you ever got to see it, but I had done a PowerPoint with like it was a detail thing for every single character. Mm-hmm. So it had like their likes, what kind of music they liked. Yeah. What was their favorite color? What, how they dress. And I think that's how you got to do the, um, the wardrobe for them. Mm-hmm. And then that document disappeared. Oh yeah. Yeah, it did. I don't yeah, know where that went. Just, I definitely saw it, but I don't know where it went. Straight up all, how many characters I have? I have, it's, um, it's Kayla uh, or Liam, Liam, Dianera, Sam, Sam, Dianera, Irene, Irene, um, I always forget her name. I always know the name of the actress. But Laura. Like, Laura, thank you. So five. Yeah. So we have five characters with five like different colors, different like everything. They were mm-hmm. all represented by something. Yeah. Thing just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> it just so frustrated me because I'm like, I spent so many hours mm-hmm. and I made it look good too. You did. It looked so really good. So many hours trying to like get this amazing document out and then it just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Like, Cool never doing that again <laughs> um this one we did uh we did storyboard a little better mm-hmm. uh in comparison to uh dimensions dimensions mm-hmm. 
Um, the name, the ghost of her, was one that we had to workshop over and over again because we didn't know what the hell to name it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the hell to name it. I named it so many different things at this point. The, the names don't even matter. <laughs> they were so filled of like of your mouth. Um, but then we landed on the ghost of her thanks to our uh, second DP. Um, amazing. He guess he has a good eye. Mm-hmm. Chase has a good eye. Um, but there were challenges with the ghost of her. Um, one of the challenges was uh, one of our main actresses had to go out of town after we had built the schedule mm-hmm. and love her. Yeah. She did great. She did. She did a great job. She could say, Hey, I'm not coming back to next year. And I would have been like, cool. We're stopping until next year. Mm-hmm. I would have been mad about it, <laughs> but we're stopping until next year. Cause she does such a great job. Yeah. Um, but like we had to work around that. Yeah, because the other thing is it was a paid gig where she had to travel. Yeah. And so it was like, we really want you to be here, but we're also like, she does have this awesome paid job that she can take. And so we were just really happy that she also worked with us and that she was like, I'm totally coming back. Like, yeah. I, we just have to figure out a time. And so that was good. But it was a bit of a struggle to work around it because we had planned for her to be out of town. And so we had shot every single scene that she was not in. Right. And then she ended up getting another job, which is super exciting. Um, but then we had to like push it again. Yeah. We had to push it again. We even considered like, like doing shots of just the other actor in the scene and then just doing her shots another time or yep. like having a stand in just for like the back of her head so we can get stuff rolling. Cause we had a, we had a time that we wanted to be done. And yes. so we were like, how could we make this work? But like, still be able to get everything done you know yeah and and that was one of the one of the roughest things was trying to not be disrespectful towards her time Mm -hmm. um or to her craft but still get our side done right and that's the thing because she's still a friend i've known her since 2014 Mm -hmm. i think all the way till now right that's a few years now yeah so you have to have respect there too um, but also I wanted to get something done, right? So when did we start filming Ghost of Her? I think we started the first week of September. No Or way. maybe maybe mid August. I, I think. think mid-August. Yeah. And we wanted oh, yeah, to be it was done mid-August. And we wanted to be done before Thanksgiving. Before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, we're gonna be done before Christmas. Yeah. Before the end of the year. Please. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and we did. We did finish before yeah. the end of the year. We did. Uh, we finished before Christmas. I think we finished mm-hmm. on the 23rd. I th- Yeah, I think we did the 23rd. I'm trying to remember if we had, like, one more shot that we needed on, like, December 1st. But yeah. other than that, I don't... We, we did get done, like... Before the holidays. Before the holidays, yeah. yeah. Um, and we took breaks, you know. There, yeah. was, there was this one where every single person, which amazes me, Every single person forgot that they had tickets to Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> including yeah. you. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and you're like, oh, like this actor can't work because they have Fan X. And I'm like, I have Fan X. Because <laughs> like, I was going with my fiance and we both yeah. do like cosplay stuff. And so I was like, I can't not go. <laughs> it was, I was so irritated because we had a plan. Everybody was ready to roll. And I was like, hey, like, are you like, before we started, we were like, Give us dates that are your blackout dates. Uh-huh. Every single person forgot that Fanex or Comic-Con was a thing. Yep. Which was hilarious. Yeah. Um, And I wasn't planning on going because I was planning on filming. 
I bought tickets anyway, and we ended up going. So like my whole family went. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think we have ever crossed ways when we were there. Yeah, I think we were there at different times, or like you were in like a different area yeah. than I was, or something like that. Yeah. And that was hilarious, but <laughs> everybody forgot about FedEx. And then the biggest challenge, like missing Dakota, we were able to work around that. Mm-hmm. But there was a bigger challenge that happened. One of our actors was in a stage play. Oh yeah. And he broke his leg or his foot. I think it was his foot. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, what is happening? Like how? And here's the thing. He calls me. He's like, hey, dude, like I'm on my way to the hospital. I was like, oh, my gosh, is everyone OK? Yeah. Like I was I'm, I'm in this play and we were told to like do this like triple handstand or whatever the hell it was. This yeah. flip. And I could do it. I just landed wrong and I broke my foot. Yeah, because he does stunts. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay. He's like, hey, just let me know like, if, like, if you need to recast me. I was like, dude, the first thing we got to worry about is you getting better. Yes. Uh, we'll figure everything else out. You need to go figure out. Because he didn't know that he broke his foot. Mm-hmm. So he was going to the hospital. He was on an ambulance. Calls me. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't call his parents. Calls me <laughs> to be like, hey, I'm going to the hospital to figure out if I broke my foot or whatever. And so I was like, well, figure that out first. We'll come up with a game plan as we go. And like you and I, we weren't sharing offices, but I was like just an office away from you. So I'm like, yeah. hey, so Dylan may have broken his foot. You're like, what are we going to do? Like, what's <laughs> happening? Is he okay? And we incorporated his broken foot yep. into the movie. Yep. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's fine. He He's supposed to be gone anyway for a little bit. Yeah. And so it just worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, that was fun. Yeah, we also though, because we shot out of order, because yeah. generally in films you don't shoot scene one to scene twenty or something. Yeah. But um, there were a couple times where we just had to like have him not use his crutches, and he just like held on to stuff. Yep. And he used his like one good foot, <laughs> and so he's just like, like, yeah, Liam, I can't believe that happened, and yeah. he's like, st- like trying not to fall over. Yeah. And so, we had someone hold him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was the the end scene. Mm-hmm. Or the second to last scene where he's supposed to be, uh, this is when everything's better now, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he's supposed to like lean over and call oh, yeah. call out to Liam. So <laughs> we had Chase that day. Yeah. So I was off the camera. I was just purely directing, which was great. Um, and there's a whole story behind that. But I'm holding Dylan by like his like pants, yeah. like by his waist. <laughs> And I'm just like leaning back and I'm like, pull you put your full weight forward. I'll pull my full weight. Like I'm I weigh more than him. Uh-huh. I was like, I could anchor you down. <laughs> and so we tried it a few times where he was in like, oh, I don't know if I could trust you. And so he leans over and it looks awkward. <laughs> and then I was like, dude, just just fucking do it. Yeah. And he like leans over finally be and he's behind this wall because he has a big ass boot. Yeah. And he's supposed to be fine, you know, because it's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm holding him and he, we finally get the shot that looks right, uh-huh. but like his whole weight, and I had to like pull him back in, <laughs> make sure I wasn't hurting his foot. Yeah. Oh man. That yeah. was, it was hilarious. Yeah. It, but that was a challenge. And he was such a great sport too. He was like, he was coming up with all these ideas where it can be like, oh, well maybe if I do it this way, it won't look like I have a broken foot. So yeah. like he was so on board and trying to figure out ideas with us. And so it was just great, but love, it was a challenge. Love Dylan. It was, yeah. It was something that I was like, damn, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be weird if we're only shooting from waist up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it worked out. Yeah. Um, and eventually it's like healed. And the end end scene, the actual end scene 
uh, which was our last day of filming, he was fine. Like he, yeah. he was healed by that point, so he still couldn't put a lot of pressure on it, but it was good. Yeah. So we enjoyed that. Um, let's. See, what else happened in Ghost of Her? We were able to film in different locations, mm-hmm. so that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, a lot. Of, you really gotta give a shout out to Utah because like a lot of places were just open to us mm-hmm. shooting there. Like we filmed at a bar. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. everybody was over twenty one. Yeah. Or twenty one and over. And um, they were, hey, just buy stuff. Yeah. We're like, we don't drink. We sell food. Sick. <laughs> we all had hot dogs. We, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, those, those hot dogs were good, too. <laughs> they were good. Dang, I don't want another <laughs> one right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we also bought non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. Uh, which was pretty cool because they were supposed to have a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, we took care of the place. A lot of people came up to us and were talking to us, asking us questions and stuff. So yeah, um, it was fun doing that. We filmed at a coffee shop. It was super cool. Um, we bought a lot of coffee, a lot of hot chocolate, uh-huh. a lot of drinks. Yeah, I had a lot of bagels there, actually. <laughs> that was like my go-to. It's like, we're shooting at this coffee shop. I'm going to get a bagel. Yep. Yeah. And it, and it was fun. We shot at our office. Uh-huh. Um, so that's going to be fun when, yeah. when we release it. <laughs> um, but we shot there. So we, we used the sources that we had, the resources that we had. Um, I scouted locations for a while. Mm-hmm reached out to a lot of different places a lot of places were not willing to let us film in there uh the bar was just one that i was like bars in like the general area of our office yeah and this one sports bar popped up and i'm like hey so (laughs) this is what i'm doing in like august Mm -hmm. and this is like january or february um are you open to us you know filming in there for free and they were cool. They were like, yeah, like, call this person. I called the owner. And then in between, because we went back to the bar. We did a reshoot in the bar. Uh, it was a new, whole new owner. And she was cool. Mm-hmm. She was super cool. Um, so it was just enjoyable. Like, I feel like there were things that we learned from Dimensions that we implemented into the Ghost of Her. And it was a longer schedule. It was August to December. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just had a lot more fun Obviously, there's still things that we learned from that one, from the Ghost Affair. Um, but yeah, I just, I think it was better. Yeah, I agree. And also, we were closer friends at that point, too. Because yeah. on Dimensions, we didn't really know each other. But then we ended up, like, becoming a lot closer friends and also co-workers. And so that was a lot of fun. And then we also knew, I knew the actors better. You've known them before, but mm-hmm. just in general, we'd been on set with them before. We'd worked with them before. Um, and everything so it was just i think we learned a lot from dimensions and then we got to put it into practice in ghost of her which made it even better and we also this was the first drama that we'd done Mm -hmm. because we'd done a lot of action stuff um and so it's the first drama we did and so that was a lot of fun and we also like i think honestly like you as director me as assistant director works really well because people really listen to you and like (laughs) i don't know it's just like people are like drawn to you and your presence and stuff and then i was just like in the background being like okay let's get this done and like <laughs> let's make sure the script is right and right. like everything so that was a lot of fun and i look forward to directing again because now i've got to i've gotten to see you direct i've directed um and everything and so yeah i, I think we got to learn a lot it was yeah. a lot of fun kind of chaotic at some points yeah but yeah because um another thing which we've talked about scheduling a little bit but we used um it's called 
Celtics. Celtics, Celtics. Yeah. Um, we use some program that <laughs> sounds like a Celtic. It's like C E L T X. Yeah. Um, but it's free, and you just put your script in there, and it like chops it into scenes mm-hmm. for you, and um, then you're able to schedule it out and send out call sheets through this website, which is really awesome. The number one thing I recommend is that you make sure that your scenes are split up correct, correctly, because there were a couple times where you'd put like match cut to this, which mm-hmm. like it totally makes sense reading through the script, but like the programming couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So, um, but we were able to use that program to keep everything organized, which was really nice, um, and make sure that like we were sending it to the right actors, and so you could like put their email address in there and it sent out an email to them and everything like that. So it was really nice. Um, and then I was in charge of wardrobe for everybody. And that was quite a challenge <laughs> because this movie takes place over like a year. Yeah. About. So it's like, like <laughs> it's scene one and through everything, it's like every actor has a different outfit because mm-hmm. it's a different day for a lot of it or it's like we would do montages and so we needed to make sure they had like six outfits that day you know yep. and so i had this huge powerpoint and i had our main guy send me pictures of all of his clothes <laughs> and then i would put it into a powerpoint and then have it organized by day to make sure everything was like made sense and then there were a couple times where it's like we would shoot like scene two and then scene 25 on the same day mm-hmm. And then it's like his his outfits would look really similar. And I'm like, I thought, wait, <laughs> what? So it would get confusing. But um, they were all really good sports yeah. and they were awesome. And so like the messages I'd send out is like, okay, we're shooting scene two and 25. For scene two, you're going to wear this. And for scene 25, you're going to wear this and stuff like that. And for a lot of it, they chose their own outfits. But I was just like, for example, Irene was a little more girly. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be like, if you have a dress and maybe like some sneakers or something like that Very or punk rock girl. Yeah. 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 Um, so like, I guess more girly than like Dianera was. Yeah. Um, and so like, just, I don't know. They were, they were great. Yeah. And so, yeah, now a lot of organization for it. All of them. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, and here's the thing. We're speaking highly about our, our cast, mm-hmm. but the real MVPs of everything were the crew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we had, um, and I'll, I'm going to name them by name. So you have mm-hmm. Ben coming all the way from Ogden, which is an hour away, mm-hmm. um, just to work maybe two hours yeah. sometimes, right? Like sometimes we didn't have a full day that we really didn't need him. But he was like, I'm, I just want to help. Yeah. yeah. Like, all right, cool. He'll come through. Uh, Chase, he was our second DP or main DP if I was just directing, mm-hmm. coming from Idaho. Yeah. You know, yeah. longer drive than Ogden. Than Ogden. <laughs> uh, we had Zach coming in from salt lake so mm-hmm. if ogden ogden's more like an hour and a half so zach was an hour mm-hmm. so zach's coming over for an hour right and there was times that he was like hey i can only do like from 9 to 12 it's like are you sure you want to come yeah yeah i'm gonna come yeah are you sure are you sure mm-hmm. yeah 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 cool i was like all right yeah like and he was sick he was great i loved having him there one of the best scripties that we've ever had yeah ever for real no offense to you <laughs> <laughs> but one of the best scripties yeah and here's the thing. Zach is a whole other like fucking ball game sometimes because he'll see something. It's like, okay, it says this. You're doing this. Something ain't adding up, mm-hmm. right? And he'll ask. Yeah. He doesn't just say like, all right, it's not adding up, but whatever. Uh-huh. They're saying the right words. 
It's like, hey, it says that we're supposed to be here. Why are we there? Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, I thought your that was sister great. Mm-hmm. Emma. It was the first time I met Emma was on the Ghost of Her. Yeah, um, love that girl because yeah. she she was killing it every single time. Mm-hmm. She became your assistant most of the time. Yeah, pretty much, which was great. Yeah. So we had two ads. Yeah, a first and a second. <laughs> yeah, um, and she's not as quiet as she looks to oh, be. No. Uh, which was great because everybody was like, "Who is that?" And it's like, <laughs> "Oh, well, that's Miriam's twin." And it's like. She's quiet. It's like, you don't know her yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, but the crew was really amazing. Yeah, they were seriously awesome. It was like, and as assistant director, I was like trying to make sure things run smoothly. And so I would just like, sometimes I'd like just hold up the slate and like look for someone and somebody would grab it out of my hand and they'd do the slate for me. Or yep. like, I'm like, okay, we need this off the table. And like, there's like four hands that are coming and moving stuff. So it was it is such a blessing to have PAs on set. Mm-hmm. That was another thing that I learned from Ghost of Her. It was like, if you have like two good PAs, like it, it changes the game. Yeah. And so it's really awesome. And those people like are the backbone oh, yeah. of, of the entire set. 100%. Yeah. Cause otherwise like there were times where we didn't have any PAs on set and then it just feels like it takes so much longer. And then it's like, you kind of are like, why are we still on the scene? Like, but it's cause like, if something needs to be moved, it's like, it's like you and me and like two actors on set. So it's like, I have to hold everything or like, you need to hold stuff while you're like running the camera. Mm-hmm. So like, and PA is amazing. There's, <laughs> there's a whole different ball game because there was a couple of times that a couple of times or one time that you were out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just different, mm-hmm. you know, like there, th- everybody has a job and they have that job for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I felt it. I know I felt it. And I can see it when I'm editing. I'm like, this was the day that Miriam was out. <laughs> this was the day when this person was out. Yeah. Because it just has a whole different feel. Totally. Because things just happen differently at that point, right? And so it's sometimes it's frustrating when people are missing. Because you're like, I know why I have this person here. And there's just the reason, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but you also, again, yes, you have to be understanding to people's needs. Yeah. Um, like going to Comic-Con, that was a need. Yeah, we all went. <laughs> exactly. All <right. laughs> um, what are some lessons that you learned from the ghost of her? Yeah. Um, I think scheduling, I learned my lessons there because it's a lot more important than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think like being kind to locations and like leaving them better than you found them. Um, cause we went a lot of places and they were so understanding. They were so awesome. And so we always tried to make sure all the chairs were back where we found them or we didn't leave trash. And like, we also tried to keep to our area and we didn't like spread out all over, mm-hmm. all over the place or else then they can't have customers coming in. Cause that was a big thing with the coffee shop we went to. It was small and it was really cute and I really liked it. And it was like, it also just had like just a good look and like, we had to move some stuff around because we didn't want like extra things in the shot, but like we always made sure to put them back mm-hmm. exactly where they belonged and everything. And so, yeah, definitely leaving places better than you found them so that they'll allow you to come back. <laughs> um, yeah. And then also like being super understanding with actors and crew because like before, and I've been on sets where people are like not super understanding with crew or like, overly understanding with actors and stuff because there were a couple times that we're like had to put our foot down mm-hmm. with a couple people just because like it's affecting uh, like everybody's schedule because yeah. especially when you're with like such a tight-knit crew and cast like 
you need to also be respectful respectful of other people's time and so just like being understanding where it needs to be and then maybe a little more tough love when it's necessary yeah definitely um yeah those are there's just some solid solid lessons to learn there i think um another lesson learned it was just like goes back to the first one from dimensions right just respect everybody Mm -hmm. i think overall if you're in film respect is the biggest thing Mm -hmm. um and it'll go a long way whether you're respecting the locations that you're in because they didn't have to allow us to be in there uh there was this one coffee shop that i had reached out to via email and they were like um yeah we we can have you here when people are here however you could rent out the place it's gonna be like three grand Mm -hmm. i was like I don't think you understand how often I need this location. Yeah. I also, let's assume that this, and this is now to myself, right? Like, let's assume that the ghost of her goes big. Mm-hmm. Imagine what that's going to do to your shop, right? Like, how many people are looking for Central Perk? <laughs> yeah, You know, true. from friends. Yeah. Because they want to they wanna sit in the big orange couch, right? How many people are there, right? How many people go to these locations from friends because they've seen it, or from Seinfeld, or from any other show like uh how i met your mother mm-hmm. right they want to visit the same locations because it's important to them so imagine what this could do for that right and so it's just like there were people that believed in the in the the concept in the dream mm-hmm. in the goal and if they make something out of it perfect for them if they don't cool they still they're about the community mm-hmm. and so these are places that i'm going to support long after because why wouldn't i they supported me so if i do make it big or when i make it big this is going to be the place where i'm going to be like yeah this is where i would go and film random crap Mm -hmm. and they allowed it yeah so you should go there too um the other one was funding Mm -hmm. funding right so we wanted 30k and 30k was just a minimum yeah we wanted 30k because we wanted to be able to pay our actors we wanted to give back to those locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also wanted to pay crew and we wanted to have uh, enough money to send it off to uh, film festivals because they are low-key kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. They start adding up because some of them are like 20 bucks, but 20 bucks and you're sending it to five of them, mm-hmm. kind of expensive. Um, and so we did a Kickstarter and before... We did... We did Kickstarter yeah, first. Kickstarter and then i think it was actually gofundme 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 was first gofundme was first and then we did kickstarter okay yeah yeah so we did gofundme first and think about gofundme is that you need to have the entire project funded to get the money kickstarter is the one that needs to be fully funded so which one was the one that got canceled yeah so gofundme um yeah so we started a gofundme and gofundme you can just have like a goal but it doesn't necessarily have to be met Mm. to get the money. But then Kickstarter, you have to meet your goal to get the money. So it was Kickstarter that we started off with. Oh, we started with Kickstarter? We started with Kickstarter. Oh, okay. Because Kickstarter was the one that someone decided to report our Kickstarter as a scam. Mm. And they just canceled it. I think it was our our GoFundMe. Was it our GoFundMe? Yeah, because it was our GoFundMe because somebody reported it and... We like tried to like push back yeah. and be like, this is actually real. Like we totally yeah. like this is legit and we're like, we can give you stuff. And they're like, well, nope, nope. No, it's a scam. <laughs> yeah. The minute someone reports it as a scam, we just take it seriously. So we can't even 
nothing. Yeah. And we had gotten at least like I think it was like two thousand dollars that we had. Yeah. On yeah. GoFundMe. And, and we so, were like, and we're like, oh, that's great! Like, it'll help us do what we want, and we can yeah. help pair actors. And then it was the Kickstarter that we got some really awesome donations on our yeah. Kickstarter. Kickstarter last just once it closed, we had a last minute donation that covered the entire thing. Mm-hmm. But because it do- because it had closed, we didn't qualify for it. Yeah, and yeah. so that was a bummer. Yeah, so we didn't get anything. Yeah. Which was pretty disappointing because we had put all this work into it and we're like, oh, like we were getting stuff and people were donating and supporting, but unfortunately, like didn't quite hit what we needed to get it. So and so there's there's lessons there, Mm -hmm. you know, not everyone who is in your corner is in your corner to see you succeed. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're in your corner to watch you fail. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. Yeah. Because it is what it is. We still made it. Mm -hmm. Um, But now we so we filmed it uh our our campaign for funding failed but we filmed it anyway mm-hmm. uh thank god for the cameras that i have mm-hmm. um we were able to fund some of it through odd jobs that i did mm-hmm. or that we did um we were able to get some funding through there and we just basically that's how we paid for food we went out to eat in so many places mm-hmm. so many times which was great yeah um and I think that's how we were paying for most of the, the stuff anyway. Yeah. Um, but then, now to editing. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. This is not the biggest, because I've edited a Star Wars fan film before, and that took a while to edit. Um, thank God that this doesn't have really VFX, because mm-hmm. I would be miserable <laughs> of how long this is. So just to give an explanation as to how I edit stuff, is um first of all the way that i set it up was i set everything up through initially through scenes Mm -hmm. so every folder as i was as we were finishing uh filming i would come home and then i would put it in scenes so if we film scenes 1 28 and 30 i would make a thing that said day one scenes 1 28 and 30 video audio and so all the video went to the camera folder so if it was like shot this with the fs5 shot this with the a7 that's how it would go in and then audio every single day had audio files from and there was like kaylin dakota brooklyn dylan um karen right Mm -hmm. that's how that's how i broke it down and this is so this is just my organization before i even start editing then from there once it was like okay we're done with the movie now we have to go in and edit um, I went through and was like scene one through whatever scene we ended. I think it was 32. One through 32. Do I wish I had done that from the beginning? Yes. Because mm-hmm. it took me like a whole ass day with my wife helping mm-hmm. just to make sure that I was putting things in the right spot. What I would have wanted to do better or what I'm going to do next time is I'm just going to edit as I go. Yeah. So as we film something, put that in the scene folder and edit that mm-hmm. so like that i have something i would like to try eventually to edit or to shoot chronologically mm-hmm. uh just because i think that would work but there the reality is probably not <laughs> it's not gonna happen yeah the only downside with that is like it depends on what time of day mm-hmm. and stuff like that or if like an actor needs a beard or something right but other than that yeah i would also like to try and do that because it would definitely help with the editing process yeah 
but I think editing day the day that you're done shooting, you go in and you edit, that might help because you might also see something that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's editing. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm just putting things together, trying to do the first assembly. Mm-hmm. So like that, I would send it off to a buddy of ours uh, who is a audio whiz mm-hmm. and just have him do music to it because he's also a music whiz. Yeah. Do music. I'll try to convince him to do audio. Yeah. And just do those two things and then bring it back and then go through it again with everything and see what is necessary. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Ghost the First should be done first assembly within a couple of weeks actually mm-hmm. which is amazing because we finished filming at the end of last year i didn't start editing until like february ish mm-hmm. um and then the complicated part is also sharing editing things because i'm not just the only editor uh-huh. you're one of them chase is also one of them we all edit very differently so at times when i get edits back i'm like i don't like it <laughs> and so and that's where i'm the most critical mm-hmm. so uh chase and i we shoot differently Mm -hmm. Uh, we have very different styles of shooting and we also have extremely different ways of editing stuff and so there's things that he does that i'm like i hate it (laughs) we're not gonna do it Uh and so like i take it off and i re-edit that Mm -hmm. or i look at it i was like i would have never done that damn i'm keeping it and so it's like hey can you do this again because you did such a great job and so I think he edited, or was it you, the uh, montage? Um, he did the montage. He did the montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. There were things that I was like, oh, let me just change this a little bit. And I did. And it was like small tweaks to just like satisfy my own OCD about this, mm-hmm. um, which I don't have OCD, but it was just my own like anal <laughs> retentiveness about it. And I was like, great, perfect. Um, I actually found a scene in the wrong folder mm-hmm. uh, that is supposed to be in the middle of it where it's like... Uh, Liam looks into a blank office mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's supposed to be part of the montage. Yeah. Um, wasn't there originally. Cause again, wrong folder. And then I put it in there. I'm like, I like it. It breaks up the, the constant going outside. Now mm-hmm. we're in office and we go back to outside and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just different, right? But different editors have different styles of editing and sometimes that's rough. How do you deal with, cause I'm the one that usually gives you stuff to <laughs> that. I've edited how do you deal with like the different style? Like, do you bend to it or are you like, I don't understand and you look at it and then fix it? Yeah. So it depends. Um, if, I, if I feel like it flows nicely and it matches the styles of what I've already seen, I'll usually keep it. But if it's maybe not exactly fitting the vision of what I want, um, I'll try and do small tweaks, like small tweaks. So like the style is still there, Mm. but that it can match a little bit more. So like maybe changing up some coloring or like instead of going to like one angle, I'll switch to the other. But um, generally, if it's fitting within the vision, I'll keep it Um, just because like I don't mind seeing different styles as long as it doesn't feel like surprising to the audience, you know, because I think it's kind of depending on the project i think it's cool to see maybe a couple hands in it but for the most part it needs to be pretty fluid you know and so as long as it's not breaking up the fluidity i'm okay with it looking a little different interesting i'm yeah. very much like <laughs> no <laughs> yeah we're not gonna do that yeah um but again it, it probably is because sometimes it's just jarring mm-hmm. the, the way that it's edited differently mm-hmm. but 
I'm excited for everybody to see the ghost of her. It's a hell of a story. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of fun doing it. We cried doing it once. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I look forward to it. Me too. I am so excited. I'm so excited. So that's it. That's that's us talking about what it takes to make movies in an hour and a half. It's not even covering nearly enough. I think we just popcorned a little bit here and there mm-hmm. in reality. But if you like it and you want to know more, let us know. We'll do another episode. Like We don't, we don't give a crap. <laughs> and we review movies. Fuck yeah. it. You know, <laughs> we'll talk about what it took to make that movie. Yeah. Like we did with uh, One Cut of a Dead. Yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm doing the exit this time. Yes. I? Okay. So that was it. So between the next time that we see you and we tell you what you should be watching and what you should be avoiding, and in this case, how to do what we do, but differently and maybe better, don't forget, keep reading those comic books, keep watching an anime, rock and roll, and above it all, stay nerdy, guys. Stay nerdy.